The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, it is going down this Saturday night. I have Sean McKeon and Scott Salman in studio. You guys have heard them on the show before. They are actually uh, pastors over here at uh, Calvary Chapel, Diamond Bar at Raw Reese's Church, which is my father, in case you didn't know that. They, um, I love having them on the show because they get to counsel with people around the clock. They're constantly interacting, talking to people, so they have a lot of information of where people's minds are at um, that are coming, that are struggling with faith. They're trying to find faith. Maybe they're uh, Christians, but they're dealing with marriage problems or whatever. You, you name it, they have dealt with it. So it's always good to have them in studio because they have a lot of wisdom when we talk about different subjects like this. But today's show, I want to talk about, um, first of all, I want to talk about the importance of having a relationship, a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ in these, and I want to say last days, not like doomsday, but like the last days, because Jesus clearly told us what it would be like in these last days, uh, the signs of the times. And I truly believe with things that are going on, and I want to talk about also about different things that have surfaced that have been brought to my attention through the news and different things that are being sold on the market, how they're influencing people. And Christians could even be buying into the stuff, but it's not from God. It's actually deception. And this is why I want to ask, why is it so important to have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ in these last days? Because if you don't have a genuine relationship and you're not hearing his voice and you're not hearing from him and getting direction, what could happen to you? What are you guys seeing the side effects from people that don't have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ that are coming to you? What we have to realize is whatever you watch on television or you deal with in your daily life, there is spiritual warfare that's connected on every level. You just don't see it. To those things that you're to watching. To those things, whether yeah. it's politics, whether it's things that you see in the school systems, uh, whether it's stuff that you see in your family, things that are touching you, that are impacting you. And you might just see the natural consequences. Your, your child is going astray. They're identifying in a different way. Um, we see these laws being pressed. You, you see these... Uh, things through social media to the extreme. And it can cause you just to be reactionary towards it. You just get angry, you get frustrated or whatever. But you also have to be able to see um, what the Bible speaks of, that we live in a world that is going against the course of the Lord. The Bible says the prince of the power have blinded the eyes of the people so they shall not see. The prince of the power speaks of, of Satan and uh, being in control of the world system. And, and because that is true, that is reality, um, you need to be able to understand that you are in a battle. In the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 6, where it talks about the armor of God, that's what, he, that's what Paul does. Before he talks about the armor, he says, we all know that we wrestle against flesh, and, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. Like, this is just fact. This is what you're facing, this is what I'm facing. We are in this battle. Therefore, this is what you need to do. Yep. You need to put on the helmet of salvation which, because your mind is going to get corrupted with the things that are out there. Mm -hmm. Doubt, fear, confusion, that's where the enemy can play so much damage upon your mind. Mm -hmm. You need to have that, that confidence um, with the helmet of salvation. Of You've been saved by the, the grace of God, by the love of God, and you need the mind of Christ to be able to make decisions. That's very important to know yeah. that you've been saved by grace because mm -hmm. Satan will come into your mind and try to get you off track and say that you're not saved. Yeah. You're a horrible person. Mm -hmm. Look at you and all these lies. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that, that, that is very important to have that on. Yeah. Uh, it says the breastplate of righteousness, which is Christ's righteousness. I'm not righteous in myself. I'm only righteous by my faith and trust in, in the Lord. What do I mean by that? Before you were, uh, if you were to stand before God without Christ, with all your sin that you ever done in your life, you're guilty, you know. <laughs> but when you get a, when God gets a hold of your life, you are considered righteous. Right. All things pass away. All things become brand new. Uh, a, a clean slate, like I like to say. The sword of the spirit. Uh, you need the word of God in your life. We're talking about why you can't be in between in these last days, um, and this is what you got to understand. You're in a battle. You, you do. You got to understand the word of God is important. You got to have faith, the shield of faith. 
um, to walk in truth, um, and also to be preaching the gospel. All of these things that Paul speaks about in the armor of God is because the reality of warfare. Mm-hmm. And I would just echo that here today and going into this year is that we are in a battle. We are facing it. We are living definitely in, in the last days as we look at the stuff through news, uh, things that you see in churches, overall, uh, days are continually getting darker and darker. And since these things are true, uh, the Bible continues to exhort us to not walk as like you did in your past life, mm-hmm. but to wake up. Today is the day of salvation um, and really have an urgency to walk in truth. Otherwise, you'll be deceived, like you said a second <laughs> ago. You're going to get bulldozed. There's going to be too many things coming your way, mm-hmm. and you're just weak. You're going to get steamrolled by this world very easy. Yeah, and if you're not weak and you're just being um, deceived, you know what I mean? Like you, you get deceived when you're weak and beaten down and the enemy could come in and bring the flood in and destroy you mentally. But then if you're not reading and praying and actually talking to God, knowing what the Word of God says, he will deceive you mm. as well. And we're going to be talking about a lot of crazy things. This is our Christmas special, by the way. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some hardcore stuff <laughs> because... Um, you know, we've always with the show, we've always liked to address what's going on in culture and be very direct so we can bring um, the darkness into the light to expose it. Um, because there is a war on our kids. There's a war on our wives, war on our husbands. There's a war on the church. There's a war on Christianity. Um, Satan is waging war on mankind in these times. And, you know, if you're just paying attention to just a little bit of news, you will clearly see what's happening in the school place, you will see what's happening in the college place. You will see what's happening in the workplace. You will see what's happening with people taking their kids to watch men uh, drag shows and have them do nasty, disgusting things. And then everything that's going on with the White House and then, you know, that one guy they just brought in or they're bringing in this drag queen that says, you know, I can't even say this on the air right now. But anyway, just watch the news and you will see it's disgusting and it is crazy. Yeah. But since there is a war on our kids, Scott, what are some things? Because, you know, with, with the show, I always like to uh, have very practical life stuff that people can listen to. They can write down and they can apply it to their lives. So what are a list of some things or some ideas of some things um, since there is a war on our kids? But what can people do that are new parents um, that are been parents for a while, wherever they're at in their, their parenting life, that they could start applying to these, their kids' lives that can introduce them to Christ and let them uh, have a relationship with God and just kind of get them, get them going with this relationship. Yeah. Well, first thing, I, I like what you started off the segment in the right in the beginning. It has to be a right relationship. Yeah. I mean, the parents have to have a right relationship. Like, oh my, like my, my mom was like, you need God. And she, I'm like, bro, okay, we're in junior high. And yeah, she's what like, does that mean? She, what does that mean? You need yeah. God in your life. So she sends us to a church up the street not knowing anything about the church. It could have been a church of Satan. She would not even have known. Yeah. But it happened to be a little Nazarene Christian church. Mm-hmm. They're weird. It was old school. But I got some fundamentals, mm-hmm. you know, some got some basic stuff. So my mom didn't even have a relationship with God. She was like a, you know, a lukewarm Catholic at best. Yeah. And she just said, you need religion. So I would say the first thing and foremost, if you're going to teach your children and, and to know what it is, have a right relationship with God yourself. And you said it. And Jesus talked about, you know, the man that builds on the sand versus mm-hmm. on a rock. He said, a fool is a man who builds his house on the sand and when the, the, the waves come and the rain comes and the wind blows, you know, then whatever he builds is going to be destroyed and great's going to be the, the destruction. And then he says, I liken the, the wise man as he who builds upon a rock. And we, we know the rock is a solid foundation and a solid relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's that doctrine, that's that philosophy, that's that right relationship. So once they have the solid relationship, now they say, okay, now what is it I need to teach my children? And more importantly, what is what are my t- kids being taught right now? Like, you have little kids. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee Crystal is, like, going through all their TV programming. She's making sure they're not watching any shows that are like, what's up with that Disney show? And they have two characters of oh, the same sex, all yeah. that weird stuff, right? They delete a lot of apps. So, so yeah, so, like, exactly. you have to go through what they're watching. You have to go through what they're being taught in their schools. Yep, that too. You have to go through what they're reading. And then you have to be the person to interject like good sound teaching, like good Bible stories and good little teachings and pray with them and teach them little principles and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as they get older, you know, and Sean and I are dealing with this, kids from all the way from like eight all the way up to like young teenagers, mm-hmm. we're dealing with that right now. 
you have to constantly be like kind of on them right now. Like I'm fighting a battle with some of my own kids right now. And, 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 you know, constantly just the culture that wants to just impede in on your, on your family and stuff and the things that you're trying to instill into your family. So it's a constant battle on our part as families to be vigilant and to be aware that the devil is roaming around like a lion, yeah. seeking, seeking whom he may devour. And who is that? Your kids. Yeah. So then you need to constantly be warning them, not helicoptering them, mm-hmm. so to speak, because then we can lord over them. But at the same time, trying to instruct them like, look, this is what the Bible says. And not like, this is what dad says. This is what the church, this is what the Bible says. So in the end, they can, like you did it. You, you, I, I can remember so many times, like, my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it all came full circle. You're like, dude, it's, this is real. Like, this yeah. is real. I know what they were trying to teach me was real. Yeah. At the time, you didn't like it. At mm-hmm. the time, you didn't want it. Mm-hmm. But then it came back full circle because the Bible says the word of God does not come back void. Mm. And what do you do? You run to it and be like, that's the real deal. That's the foundation. Mm. My parents had it. They tried to teach it to me. I didn't want it. And now I know it's real. And so that, I think, for younger parents as well as established parents, never stop. You can't stop. Even if they don't want to hear it. Even if, you know, you feel like you're beating your head up against the wall. Mm. Somebody's got to be the voice of reason and the voice of, of righteousness and as, you know, as much as a failure you could feel like at a time. I've mm-hmm. heard, uh, and you've probably heard this before because you obviously talk to a lot of kids, you talk to parents, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But um, have you heard, uh, like I've, I was talking to this parent recently. I think it was when I spoke here on Sunday morning. It was one of the parents after, and they were having some issues at the house. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, there was a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, suicide. No, uh, someone got killed. Her son got killed. Yeah. And I'm then, doing a funeral uh, next week. Okay. Child. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was her or another girl. I can't remember. But anyway. It was her sister. His sister. There, but there was, there was basically, there's still like, there's like Sibling. stuff in the house happening. Yeah. There's like right. drugs or something in the house from another kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the mom, you know, older ladies saying, you know, I'm telling my other daughters or kids, like, you can't be doing drugs in the house because that allows. Right. Like Sean was saying earlier that there's always spiritual warfare attached. Mm. So if you're in your house and your kids aren't walking with God and they're bringing drugs and stuff into the house, Mm. you're bringing demonic activity into your house and influence of some capacity. Yeah. Okay. It's not like you're going to like the devil. You're going to see the devil in your house. I mean, you could see some black shadows, (laughs) you know, some demons, but there will be a, there will be a supernatural influence Mm. that you cannot see inside of your house Mm -hmm. affecting the, the, the vibe or the, 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 your, the, the, what's the word? It's like you, you, you could feel like stress. You could yeah. feel anxiety. You could yeah. feel fogginess. You know, there's the, the, the supernatural realm can cause the atmosphere to be different within your house. A lot of stress, fighting, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm literally laughing inside my heart. Like, as you're speaking this, remembering yeah. how you were fighting against your mom and dad all the yeah. time. And <laughs> at the same time, doing every kind of drug under the moon. Yeah. I was like, this guy, he's actually different, you know that. Yeah. But but it's true. Yeah, like there, because dude, your mom and dad never stopped teaching it, yeah. preaching it, sharing it, and mm. standing up for it. Yeah. But you, all you guys were like, always, yeah. your dad's like, hey, go find Ryan. I'm like, oh yeah. 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 But then, like you said, it's like there's that tension because the spirit of God always wins. He's always stronger, mm. and he always reveals all the gnarly stuff that's going on. So you're not getting away with it. You yeah. I mean, you're not gonna not gonna get away. Maybe for a minute. But he's gonna like he's gonna have his influence because gonna, of my parents though that they would be like that they would always share with me and tell yeah. me not like I would never there was a couple times that they would catch drugs in the house yeah. whatever randomly right, right. but the majority of the time I always knew like don't take it home just yet. don't because my mom I knew that my mom and dad did, they didn't tolerate it right so I knew if it went home yeah if they found it it's gonna be gone so yeah. therefore I wouldn't bring it home yeah but when you allow right. When you're allowing, oh yeah, if you allow it, people in your do home? drugs in your house. You're yeah. just you're you're, you're, you're it allowing in. it. You're bringing it in. Yeah. You're bring you're bringing it in. Like I wasn't, they weren't allowing it, no, and no. I knew like I might have a little something in my pocket, whatever. I knew, but I probably wouldn't <laughs> want to keep it in there because I know my mom right. would go through my pockets when I'm sleeping. Well, I, so, you know, some families I know <coughs> Scott can attest to this too. Some they just cave in after a while because the battle's too great. Yeah, of course. you know, and they compromise and stuff, and they think that they're doing them a favor. Oh. I'd rather than be here than go, be out in the streets doing it. Yeah. But what you do is you don't recognize it. You're basically condoning it. And then, like, you're not going to – they're not going to have that because it, it, you had that in your life. I had that in my life too. I knew my parents weren't down for it. 
And so as the years go on, you're still fighting against it, resisting it. But when you are in the dumps, you go back to that source that you knew that was genuine. Right, right. You're like, they, they knew that, that it was wrong. That the, and they're down for me now. Yeah. Like, they didn't, oh, they yeah. didn't approve of it. Yeah. You know, so you need that. And when you um, kind of compromise in those areas, you're, you're messing them up for the long run. I'm going to go back to watching shows and apps, what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Because that is a major, major attack. Mm. Like, you could, <laughs> the enemy can get to your kids just by watching Cartoons. YouTube yeah. and cartoon. I mean, this stuff that, I mean, like Sophia, um, I mean, even like now, My Little Pony, that whole, what? That, My really? Little Pony has, yeah, a lot of magic and stuff has changed uh, with that. Uh, I mean, because I'm like, we're we're like, because we have like a we we're how we live we have it's like it's just one room where you know the kitchen dining yeah. room everything's there it's like a great they call them great room so everything's together so you're if you're in the kitchen making food or you're sitting at the dining room table whatever whatever you're they're watching on TV you can hear yeah. which is great they're not yeah. in a separate room listening to God know what you know yeah, right. so I'll hear something from TV and I'm like what are you guys watching what is that and I'm like oh, yeah. we're not watching that anymore we're not watching that show yeah. but all this magic and levitation. And witchcraft is yeah. actually magic is witchcraft is actually in these shows that they're oh, just yeah. programming these kids. Yeah. So you could literally just put your kid in front of an iPad or your phone or watching TV on Netflix or or Disney or, or any of this these new shows, and literally they could literally be being programmed with magic and demonic levitation and astral travel and all this stuff, and it's all dumbed down for cartoons. But it's there if yeah. you're listening. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. You know, so that's, that's, I mean, that's a major, I'm going to say this to parents. That's a major, major thing that you need to, uh, you need to watch. I know it's, I have a bunch of little kids. I know it could be stressful, but you know, you could get like, they have the Bible app or they have the, they have all these new cool Bible shows. Like we grew up on like old school Bible shows. Like they were like made in the seventies or something. Bible man. Yeah. Yeah, It was like seventies and eighties. Like now they have really rad, cool Bible stuff. And even Mm -hmm. on like. Um, um, I don't know, like Amazon or whatever. They have they have Bible shows that these kids can watch that are really crazy, yeah. you know, cool stuff to watch that that can engage them. And there's actually stuff that's just not demonic or like yeah. programming that that they can watch um, on there as well. Yeah. So, but they'll they'll invade, they'll get you right there. That's how they're getting us yeah. right through screen time, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get introduced to pornography, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, right through YouTube Real easy. as yeah. well. Yeah. Very, very, I can't tell you how many kids have seen pornography. Have Christian kids have got introduced to pornography through YouTube? Yeah, mm-hmm. through just like a pop up window or a That's channel. That's exactly or- what happened to my son the other day. Like he told me, Dad, and then he told me what happened. I'm like, What? And was it just to, like a little like it pop-up? was a little pop up thing? And he knew it was bad, and he just clicked up. But he was watching. They were watching a cartoon. Yep, like a simple little cartoon, and a pop up came up. And that that like, happens. Oh, yeah. I, I was. I've told the story probably on the radio show before. I was. I was watching a. Um, a, a TV show. I was watching. I put. I googled a trailer. Yeah. For it was. Uh, it was like a Christian. Pa- it was like a celebrity pastor show mm-hmm. from a long you know years before. And I googled it to watch it. And when I was watching it, I was in our great room, mm-hmm. and I, I I was watching it. And then after it played, soft porn popped up. Oh man. And it was through Facebook. Oh man. Yeah, it was a soft porn ad, and I had my mother in law and my wife there, and my kids were all real, real young. They were watching TV in the other room. And I go, dude, Crystal, I go, check this out. Soft porn popped up on my computer when I was watching uh, a trailer for a Christian show. Yeah, they're, wow. Think they're, about that. They're targeting. A Christian yeah. show. They're I know, dude. It was sure. insane. So anytime, if any of that ever pops up, I always tell my wife. So if yeah. anything ever pops up, I'll be like, hey, dude, I got to expose that soft porn. Remember? You know, so then if anything ever pops up, they know when, you uh-huh. know. Right. But it's crazy. It just happens just like that. And that little pop-up can lead that kid to 20 years of porn. Hardcore porn of craziness. That's why it's just you got to watch out. You got to put the blockers on and all that stuff. Okay, so that was my first question I wanted to hit you guys with. Second thing, um, if someone, and this is a big issue, suicide, Mm -hmm. right? Big issue. Uh, And how do you deal with it, right? So if someone is suicidal or has committed suicide, what can you do as a Christian? Like, what can a Christian, just a Christian person that's listening here, what can they do for someone that's dealing with suicide or dealing with the after effects with a family that has yeah. had a suicide? Yeah. You, want to, you want to tackle this first, Sean? You I'll, start. I'll, 
You know, first of all, is like, so we always run into people, and you have some drama kings and queens. They're like, oh, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And sometimes we're like, yeah, this guy's always, and we, don't, we discount it at times. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that some of those people that say that stuff, maybe they're trying to get attention, or maybe they're serious, but we can't, we can't make the discernment because we're not God. Right. It's better just to find, like, why? And, then, and I always share with people, like, because I get brought kids all the time. Like, yeah, of hey, course. My, my kid or my ch- child's talked about suicide. Yep, you hear it a lot. And I sit down and I talk to them, like, hey, man, like, what is so bad in your life right now that you would think that being gone or being dead would be more beneficial than you being alive? Because God doesn't create, you know, he's not, he's not going to make a mistake. He created you yeah. for a reason. And he gave you a life that you're not supposed to take yourself. You know, he, he's the master of that. He, he has your time appointed to you. So what is it? And then when you begin to start discounting and, and dissecting it all, and you, when you get it, you'll start to figure out really quick that it's very self, self-focused, self-driven. Yeah. Yeah. There is depression. I'm not going to lie. There's depression. There's mental issues that, that has to be dealt with on another level. That's, that's where you refer them to somebody else on, on a, when you can't dissect it. I, I, I will say the scripture and biblical perspective can almost always, like, can always, like, disconnect it. It can always, like, cut it down. Because once they see that suicide is a perpetual lie of the enemy, that he wants you to kill yourself, he wants you to make you think that you killing yourself would be a better option than where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Once they see that there's a, a real devil that is really talking to them and really trying to put that in their head and that it's a lie from the enemy, then they start to look at things a different perspective. They, right. they start to go like, wow, wait, wait. No, because cause God can't lie. Yeah. And it, it comes down to the person of God. Did God create you? Do you believe in a God? Well, yeah, of course. Okay. Do you believe he created you so that you could destroy yourself? No. Do you believe he has a purpose and a plan for your life? That's the first thing I right. learned from your dad. Yep. Yep. God loves you and has a purpose and a plan for your life. And right. I'm like, whoa. And when he told me that, it was like... Does he say that to everybody? He said it to a lot of people, yeah. but he meant it because God has a purpose and a plan for every does, person. Right. So I repeat that mantra all the time. But yeah, once did you, God create you yeah. to kill yourself? Yeah, no. And did he create you with no purpose in mind? It, like, was he random, flipped the coin and go, there's Scott, there's Ryan, there's yeah. Sean? No. He created you specifically and uniquely for a purpose and a plan that he, he alone can only and wants to do through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to. Yeah. Every It doesn't matter how jacked up you are. It doesn't matter what, what background you come from. It doesn't matter what your education level is, obviously. Yeah. You know, but he just loves you and wants to be, he wants you to be that, that clay vessel that he wants to use. And, and you're the person. And so when I share that with young people, like, you are so important to him. You're important to me. You're important to him. Maybe you got a crappy home life. Maybe you're, you're dealing with issues with your mom, your dad, or, or, or you know, uh, image issues or whatever. You need to get past that because you got to see past yourself mm-hmm. and see through the eyes of God. Because right now they're viewing their eyes through culture, through what they see online and what their friends say about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get caught up in the cycle of it. But when they see things through the eyes of God, it's a different perspective. So, Barry, about- okay. Sean, do you have anything to say about the... Uh- yeah, no, I think Scott kind of nailed it. I was looking up something when he was speaking. Um recognizing that the people have value. I don't discount when somebody is going through um, a bad time in their life Mm -hmm. and they're feeling really discouraged. Um, There is, and I feel like that's happening more and more. Again, going back to what we said on a previous show, that the danger of of perception over truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kids think that they have to be on a certain level to be happy, Mm -hmm. and therefore they... um, they have a hard time. I was trying to look for it, but but basically, in the book of Proverbs, it tells you that a chill, a cheerful um, word makes a heart glad. Mm. Sometimes it's important for people that are going through those things is like like kind of encouraging them yeah. of their value, like Scott was saying right now, because it has impact. The Bible says that our words have a lot of impact, mm. and that's why the book of James says speaks about the untamable tongue. It can do a lot of destruction. Uh, with it, you can praise God at the same time you can curse men. Mm-hmm. Um, but your words also have power into encouraging a mm-hmm. life. Like, dude, I just want you to know, like, dude, God's done an amazing work yeah, in your life. Absolutely. Dude, I'm glad you're my homie. I'm glad you're my friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, we've been through a lot of stuff together. Yeah. Like, dude, no matter what's going on, dude, like, you're going to make it through this. I got your back. Just mm-hmm. and, and sometimes because the warfare becomes so real, mm-hmm. they believe the lie that, they're a failure. They've messed up so much. They they maybe got caught up in an affair, and now their home's going to be destroyed. They 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 lost their job, and 
how am I going to be able to revive? People are going to know that I'm this. They're going to think I'm a flake or they're going to think I'm a failure. And before they don't want to deal with that, re, with that reality. Yeah. But um, encouraging them, I think we, we've seen it a lot. We've seen it in the news, whether it's a famous person, whether it's a common person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that reality is there for so many people. So I think it's something not to discount, to take it very important. If you see an issue taking place in, in their life, number one, pray for them. Mm-hmm. Just kind of be like, got one thing that I've learned over time, especially about being relying upon the Holy Spirit. When the, when the Lord brings somebody to your thoughts, to remembrance consistently, there's a, there's a purpose for yeah. it to pray. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, come into your, to your life, uh, just really have a, uh, have a heart for them. Um, and did you expound, or were we going to expound? I want, I want to talk about. I want, also want to talk about um, because of, of the the survivors of the suicide. Yes, okay. Mm. Because that, that's also a big yeah. issue. Um, we had a you know we had a friend recently that uh, left his wife and kids behind, mm. and you know um, I haven't really dealt with a lot of suicide, so mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's it's hard to um, feel where people are at, mm-hmm. you know. But you can only imagine. You know, as, and obviously this is Christmas, yeah, and really you know, hard. people start looking at their lives and or they're missing their their, their loved ones, you know, and, and what have you? Because you guys met with a lot of people mm-hmm. that have that have dealt with this. What have you said to the ones? I mean, obviously we as Christians, you can say like, you know, read the Bible. Like God, this is like beyond like human understanding, yeah, right? Because there's all these questions. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, that's, I, that's is it my question. fault? Yeah. You know, did I could have done something better, or why do you do this? Why do they leave us behind? Or you know, just all these different yeah. things, this anger and everything just starts manifesting. You know, um, but you could obviously point them to to having a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But the wise, yeah. What, what do you, what do you guys normally say? In these the, you know, the um, death by suicide is so much different than like a sickness or a car accident or. You know, something that's, you know, you're not expecting because you live with that person, you see them, and, and you definitely see, part, like, okay, this person dealt with depression their whole life. Okay, so they dealt with depression their whole life, but what brought that on? Where did it come from? And it, was, it, was it something that was spiritual? Was it something that came, that they carried in from maybe a sinful past or lifestyle? Or is, it, is it psychological? You know what I mean? Like, you, you, can, you can analyze that. And then the other person that's alive is like, what could I have said? What could I have done? Why didn't I catch it? Why, if I could have just, in there, they, they, they just heap up guilt on themselves. So I treat the death of a suicide or the death of a life in the same way. Like I always minister to the ones that are still alive. Yeah. Like a memorial yeah. is is remembering the person that was once with us, and then and then and then remembering that we're still here and what can we learn from that life and from their death, mm-hmm. right? So like, let's say hypothetically you had a, a friend or a family member that lost somebody or that, that, that committed suicide and you're filled, you're guilt-ridden and you don't know what to do and you're so heartbroken, like, how would I minister to you? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, man, I know, you know that you've lost someone close to you. I know that you have tons of questions. That's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess the bigger question is, is like now that that person's in eternity, and I don't say where they're at because I don't know. I don't no, know where the heart no, was. No one knows. That's no what, one knows. We're going to talk know? about that after. Yeah, we, no one knows. You know, like you don't know the person right before they did whatever they did said, Jesus, forgive me, like what I'm about to do. Because I know people that were so distraught that they, I couldn't take it anymore. Physical pain, emotional pain, and, you know, but. We're going we're to cut. Yeah. That's, that's also a, a, a really big mm-hmm. question that yeah. I want to discuss on the, the, the next, next, the next okay. half for sure. For sure. Um, oh, well, anyway, we're going to be going to break here. So. Um, obviously, you guys know that we've been touring around the globe um, for this reason. Um, obviously, we know suicide, depression, anxiety, everything has has um, grown um, significantly over yeah. uh, the last couple of years with, with uh, the COVID effects, the lockdowns, et cetera. I just met with a sheriff out here from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, Cucamonga yeah. last night, and she's connected to the schools. And we, I think... There was, she said, 15 or 17 suicides mm-hmm. um, out there at the school, wow. and they want to get us out there. But, you know, if you want to book us, please contact us at thewhosoevers.com. And there's a couple other things John's going to bring you guys up to speed on. Yeah, the other thing is this show. I, I feel like this show has a lot of impact. We talk about a lot of serious um, topics, issues that impact a lot of people's lives. Take these shows on our YouTube. Subscribe to the Ryan Reese uh, YouTube page, but also um, like it and share it with your friends and, and family. 
Also, Ryan's book, Kill the Noise, came out uh, about a year ago, maybe a little bit over a year ago. But it has a lot of impact as well. You can pick that up at ryanreese.com. You can also book Ryan personally to be able to, to speak at various events. Um, but Ryan already brought up the whosoever's. Um, but also, as comes from the whosoever's, having the opportunity to go to the schools, uh, you can become a monthly donor to support the effort of taking the gospel to the schools. And we want you to be a part of that. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. We are living in the middle of a serious mental health crisis. Unfortunately, we're now seeing spikes in mental health hospitalizations, especially with kids. The doctors are now calling it the new crisis that we all need to worry about. Studies show that too much time on social media apps can be linked to anxiety and depression. Dark and sometimes invisible, this epidemic of suicide is a major public health concern and is among the leading causes of the leading causes of death in the United States. With all of the noise from social media, video games, TV, pornography, sexuality, and gender confusion, this generation is becoming one of the most confused generations of all time. Each year, one in five females and one in seven males engage in self-harm. 90% of people who engage in self-harm begin during their teen or pre-adolescent years. How can we put an end to this ever-increasing noise that is plaguing our youth around the world? What is the answer? The answer is Jesus. and broken generation with truth, hope, and love by delivering the gospel message. We aim to empower all to realize that they are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God, and when you trust in Him, you can live out your amazing God-given purpose that He has for your life. How can you book the Whosoever's? Contact us today to find out how you can bring the tour to your city at info at How can you partner with us to spread the gospel message? Please donate and become a monthly partner and help us reach the next generation with the gospel message. Now, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back with uh, Sean McKeon and Scott Salamant in studio. They are pastors over at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. And I wanted to bring them on because they do a lot of counseling. Scott's the uh, youth pastor here. And many other things. And Scott, Sean's one of the pastors here as well and does many things. But counseling is definitely one of their uh, niches that they have here. And we've been talking about the importance of having a relationship with Jesus, a real relationship. We must have on all the armor of God because the enemy has come to steal, steal, steal kill, and destroy. Mm. But Jesus has come to give life abundantly. And we've been talking about how to raise our kids in the ways of the Lord because we know the influence of screen time how the programming is there to destroy. If you've been watching the news at all, you would know these things very simply. Um, but also, uh, then we started getting into suicide because that's a big topic. We've, we've, we've encountered a lot of people during the season um, and seasons past and throughout the year because of the rise of depression and suicide since uh, COVID lockdowns, et cetera, with youth. And not only with youth, with fathers, with mothers, with older, uh, older people. I mean, there was just a suicide in the news recently with uh, uh, Twitch, but we don't know all the details with that. But anyway, um, we were talking before the break on some things, how you could um, speak life into people because there's power in our words and encourage people that are going through this. And now I want to get back into what we were talking about right when we got to the break about how um, dealing, uh, communicating with people that are survival, mm-hmm. survivors of, of suicide. And yeah. we were talking about right before the break how uh, we don't know um, what was going on in their minds. Right. 
um, at that moment. And we don't know. You know, the big question is, this is a big question. Are they in heaven or hell? Yeah, we get that a lot. Are they in heaven mm-hmm. and hell? Yeah. And where we know what the Bible says, mm-hmm. you know, thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing I was talking uh, to someone about recently was when someone is suicidal, I'm not saying everyone, but when someone is suicidal, when you're in a place where you want to take your life, you want to kill yourself, you know, the uh, human wants to live. You, like, you're, you want to live. Yeah. But when someone is in a place where when they want to commit suicide, there's many different reasons, right? You were talking about chronic pain. They just mm-hmm. want it to be over with. Like, they have, right. a, they have like, a place in Norway or Sweden where you could, you could commit suicide. Yeah. Um, where they're in so much pain or they're going to have a horrible death or whatever it be. But I... But then there's a lot of people that are, like, not in their right mind. Like, they've literally, like, and I feel like to commit suicide, like, you got to be, like, out of your mind. Like, mm-hmm. you're out of your mind to think that you want to actually kill yourself. You know what I mean? And you don't know. And you don't know where people are at, like, mentally when they commit suicide. And you don't know, you know, there's, you've probably heard stories where, you know, they, they ask, God forgive me, but it's already too late. They're already in the process of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't even know where mm-hmm. people are at when they commit suicide. So what do you tell people with all these different thoughts that I've just talked about? Right. And, well, and, to, and by no means I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying, you know, commit suicide and ask Jesus to forgive your sins. I'm not saying that at no. all. We're just having a topic about yeah. the suicide. You know, to, to address the first thing that those questions like, you know, where is my loved one? Are they in heaven? Are they in hell? Yeah. And um, I, I always address it like this, like, I, I want to know what their relationship with God was before and, and what was their, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't know their mental state. I don't know their emotional state when they, when they decided to do that. So I never make the, the concrete, um, you know, some people believe you commit suicide, you automatically go to hell. Mm. It never says in the Bible that if you commit murder, you're going to hell. Mm. There is one sin that is unforgivable, and that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now, somebody would say, well, if you take your own life, aren't you denying that the God can do a work in your life and there is no, the power of God is not working in your life and so you take your life. And so they, there's that argument, but we don't know the person's heart. You know, only God is the discerner and the knower of a man's heart. So he alone will make that judgment call in the end. I always say, if that person was alive today, I could tell you right now, they would say, choose life, choose Christ. Because mm-hmm. they would. Mm-hmm. If they're in hell, they'd be saying, choose Christ, like, mm-hmm. the, like uh, mm-hmm. Lazarus, right? Yeah. And if they're in heaven, they're like, I'm in heaven. You want to choose Christ. You want to choose life. Yeah. So I was telling that, you know, but like I said before, after we've gotten through that initial, you know, uh, question, I always go straight to the, Hey, you're alive. And, and, and what does God want for your life? Mm-hmm. Again, it comes down to the relationship mm-hmm. and like, how do we make sure that we don't fall into that same kind of dark pit, mm-hmm. you know? And because a lot of people do like when someone, like I know two brothers, the brother committed suicide. And then a couple of years later, the, 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 this, the brother did the same thing. And so the, the mom lost two brothers or two yeah. sons yeah. to suicide, you know, and they would say, well, they had chronic depression. They both suffered from depression, but, but the, what made them, what, what deception brought them to the place of where they thought that was their only way out, you know? And so going back to the, the solid point that God is not a liar, that God does not make mistakes, that God has a purpose and a plan, and telling them about the love of God, that they could experience God's love. And once they understand that there's something beyond them, that there's something that God has a purpose for them in this life, and they're not lost, they're not this cast off, then it gives them a different perspective and a different, like, uh, what's the way I would say, a different different purpose in life, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's what you do. You just keep solidifying the love of God, Mm because the love of God conquers all sins, right? Mm -hmm. The love of God. The blood of Christ is able to wash us and cleanse us, but the love of God is able to disarm every attack of the enemy, Mm -hmm. everything that he throws out, but God loves you, but God loves you. But if he loves me, then why? Yeah. You know, and say, this is why, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, I just, I always reinforce God, God's love for and them. God is a righteous judge. Yes, and exactly. he, you're in God's hands. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, this is the thing is like, you don't want to, this is something you don't want to mess with. Yeah, you, you don't know, want to play that not, Just to be, we don't, we're not encouraging anyone no. to do anything. No. This is just a thing that you don't, you're in God's hands. And that's, that's the best place uh, for it to be because there's people are in all different there, there's so many different things that are going on in people's lives that could lead them up to this moment. Mm. You know, we had a we had a cousin in our family that was hearing voices. 
you know, and, and, and he was talking about God, but then he was hearing voices and he committed suicide. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many, I mean, you have demon possession, you have voice, demonic voices, Mm -hmm. you have chronic pain where Mm -hmm. they just can't bear it anymore. Physical or emotional. They they go, they go mentally crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're out of their mind. You know, they're just, I mean, who knows, but. Yeah, I think an uh, important thing as pastors and leaders, as we all know, like there are some things that we just don't know. We don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's foolish to speak where God hasn't spoken. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's always encouraging. You said in the beginning of like encourage them in a relationship with the Lord. That is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. And what I encourage them is they go through those questions of like where are they at eternity? You seek God. Lord will speak to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's what will happen in weeks or months to come. Mm-hmm. The Lord will give them either a confirmation yeah. or another thing. Um, and again, it's going to be backed up by things that you've seen in their life. You know, maybe it's a note. Maybe it's something that just kind of confirms God speaks to you mm-hmm. in a particular way. You get the answer from God over from the answer of men. Yeah. You know, but I think that this is a good example that when this happens in, in life, it's so tragic because... Children, wives, and husbands, too, because this can happen to your wife, too. Um, it causes you to question, like, and that's not what we should want for our loved ones at all. Mm-hmm. You know, whether God's grace and mercy overshadowed this particular moment or not, it causes a lot of question marks in the, in the hearts and the minds of the children. Mm-hmm. And that is always going to be rectified by God's love and grace and mercy upon their lives. Mm-hmm. This is a reality we're facing. Where I feel like we're going to see more and more of it mm-hmm. um, because of the, uh, the, the, the just the deception that's out there. I think people are going through a lot, financial difficulties, you know, uh, confusion that's in our, in our world. Young people are being bombarded. They're growing up so fast. There's so much pressures upon them that sometimes they're putting on themselves and other people are putting upon them. And it comes in various ways. It, mm-hmm. it, this is a big thing in veterans coming back from war. We've seen that as high numbers. You see it in high numbers yeah. of young yeah. children. You see it in older guys that are very successful. Yep. You see it sometimes in rock stars, musicians that are like way past their prime of yeah. like those dark, crazy times. And then something happens in their 50s or their 60s. The one that was famous a couple of years ago was the Robin Williams. That yeah. was one of the most mm-hmm. famous co- yeah, comedy, comedians, yeah. comedians of all time. And then what's his name? Chester from Linkin Park. All, yeah, yeah. All, him too. And a lot of people going through this. And again, why? Because, man, the, the enemy wants to confuse. Yeah. If you don't know have a relationship with God... Um, you battle with an emptiness and avoiding your heart that only God can fill. And, and without that, you're always going to have issues and problems. So our encouragement is just to stay close to the heartbeat of God. Love, love your loved ones. If you are going through that difficult time right now, I'd really just encourage you to seek the, the will of God in your life. The Lord will give you comfort, guidance. Ryan said this for just a second ago. Whenever it comes down, this goes down to... Um, was this person saved? Or it goes back, how about that person that's in the jungle, you know? Uh, God will always judge every situation just and fair. It is his character. We will never be able to say God was unfair as he was unjust in this decision. No. God gives every man and every woman an opportunity to be saved. And his judgment will always be just. It will always be fair. You and I will not be able to say that was unfair or that was unjust the way God did that. That can never be because God is good. Okay, so my next question going along with this, I'm trying to pull up this board right now on Amazon that I could uh, read after this next question. But um, I've had several people come up to me and ask me, can I contact my loved ones? Mm, That's good. This has actually been a couple different ones. Yeah. Can I contact my loved ones? Um, through uh, spiritist, spiritist, uh, psychic readings, Mm -hmm. um, Ouija boards, or any of these kind of, um, you know, Mm -hmm. things. And I've I've told them, you know, and you guys can speak more into this, but, you know, I told them, you know, there's a story of uh, King Saul when he uh, was trying to contact, was it Elijah? Yeah, do the witch Samuel. of Endor. Samuel. Samuel. He's trying to contact Samuel. Yeah, through the witch of Endor. Yeah. And he basically called him up through a spiritist. <laughs> and basically that didn't go well, obviously, because that's it's, it's witchcraft yeah. is, is what it is. And you're not talking to your loved ones. Mm-hmm. 
you're talking to demons because these people are operating in the demonic realm. But it says that Satan can manifest as an angel of light, right? right? And with that said, um, I was just I, when I taught here at Calvary Chapel recently. I at the end of my study, I talked about the Holy Spirit board, but I can't find it up. I'm gonna see if Lucas maybe can send it, send me the link to it to uh, Amazon right now, so I can read uh, what it says in there. But it's called the Holy Spirit board, and basically, it's um, it looks it's shaped just like a Ouija board. So you have you know hello goodbye. Uh, it says Jesus Christ, you know, so if, who am I talking to and, and you can go over Jesus Christ, you put your fingers on it like a Ouija board. So weird. It's actually the shape of a <laughs> upside down cross actually, mm-hmm. but it's like a cross with a circle on it, but it's actually like an upside down cross when you really look at it and it has all the different letters on it and all that stuff. But what's interesting is on the front of the Holy Spirit board, it says, talk to Jesus Christ. And then the the Jesus Christ character or this God character or the Holy I don't know it's just like this old man looking guy and he's on the front of this board and he has his hand like this and like this and when you compare it, it look, it's the same hand gesture just as it is, is up as it will be down it's the same hand gesture as the Baphomet from the Satanic Church oh wow so he's holding he's holding the upside down cross thing that you would use as the little thing on the board he's holding it but his fingers down and his other hands are up. Mm. It's insane. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to find That's it right the here. one that you pulled here, up. Oh, on here the- it is. The Holy Spirit game board. I'd never heard of that before. Um, yeah, I pulled it up at church and I showed it. And what's interesting, when you look at these photos of it, it also shows them around. It's on a black table. And, and one girl has her hand like in a triangle like this. And she has her hand like this on the table. And they're all around it like a Ouija board with candles. This is it right here. Check this out. So, And then I'm going to read what it says. It says um, something like... Uh, uh, here it is. The answers you need, the Holy Spirit board can answer all life's most important questions straight from the man himself. Perfect for churches, prayer groups, and just getting together with friends. Unlike any other spirit board, this one will never contact evil ghost demons. So you can ask your questions with an assurance sense of safety wow oh boy well i'll tell you right now you'll be talking to the jesus all right but not jesus christ of the holy bible some demon named jesus but anyway it's up there and it says it's for eight years old and up how much is this thing why do you want to buy it no i'm just i'm (laughs) tripping out how how they're gonna market some garbage i'm just joking it's uh let me see. No, I don't want to know. I'm just tripping. No, out. it's crazy. Uh, it, no, twenty nine dollars. Wow. And is but, this the same makers of the Ouija board? Or probably the no, same company? no, no, no. It's someone else. But look at look at these pictures right here. Insane. I mean, it looks like mm. a full on Ouija board. Yeah, it looks but anyway, just like it. So going back to bring you know seriousness to this. Wow. The, this is like the agenda of Satan, right? What we've been talking about at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and, and the other show we did is that he manifests as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. So here they are behind the scenes. They're like, how do we get Christians that don't have a relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And even going back to the other show we did together when we were talking about the difference between a Sunday morning Christian and a, a Christian that has a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you don't know the Bible and you don't know what you believe, you will be the one buying into this. You will be thinking, okay, I'll just contact the Jesus and the, through the Holy Spirit board, then like Jesus, like Satan told uh, Satan, mm-hmm. like Satan told Jesus when he was out there fasting and praying in the desert, he shows up and Jesus was fasting for 40 days and Satan's like, dude, I know you're hungry. Why don't you make some bread? Like why go through this spiritual stuff of deny self and mm-hmm. fast and not eat? Just eat. Forget the spiritual deny self stuff. Or, hey, you want to be famous? I'll take you to the top of this church building. You jump off this temple, and the angels will catch you. That's what the Bible says, and everyone will know your name. You'll be famous in the church. Mm-hmm. Everyone will know your name. Forget the spiritual stuff. Or, hey, I know you also came to die for the sins of the world. Forget dying. That sounds real painful. Why don't you just bow down and worship me since I'm the prince of the world, mm-hmm. and I'll give you the keys to the planet Earth, mm-hmm. and everyone will know your name. And that's what this whole spirit board is. It's like... Forget it. Forget being a disciple, having discipline. Forget denying yourself and picking up your cross daily. Forget reading, praying, and obeying what it says. Just get aboard for twenty nine ninety nine. Wow! And we'll just you could have a relationship with with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit board. Mm. 
Think about this marketing. Think about this packaging. It is insane. But if you're a dumb Sunday morning Christian, and what do I mean by dumb Sunday morning Christian? Someone that just goes to church thinking if you just go and sing the songs, you listen to the Bible study, you say a prayer at the end, you're going to be okay. You will be deceived. Yeah. I want to address something you said here, and, and it needs to be kind of like studied real quick. Yeah, so, go ahead. We got so we got eight you, you brought up the set, the subject of uh, Saul trying to get a hold of Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. Now, remember, whenever a person is trying to talk to a spirit, there must be a mediator. There must be someone. So the medium or the person that allows you to make the connection or they're going to channel that spirit through them and you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. The, li- the living cannot speak to the living. Yeah. So... The fact that he spoke to Samuel, Samuel was in Abraham's bosom at that time. After Jesus came, everybody was taken to heaven. There was no more Abraham's bosom. He was in a temporary place of rest, right? right. So the only time you ever see anybody speaking to what they call, oh, I, I, sw- I spoke to my, my dead aunt. and she right. died. They're always telling you, they call them familiar spirits. Right. So they're spirits that are familiar with your ex-relative or family member, whatever. But if that person's in heaven, they're not going to speak to you on earth because the final authority to speak to the living is the living, which is Jesus. And the Bible says in first Timothy chapter two, verse five, it says, and there is one mediator between God and man. That is the man Christ Jesus. Right? Mm. So whether a person is trying to get to another person and talk to them, it's an impossibility. Once you cross over that realm, the only person that you're going to be speaking to is demon that is camouflaging himself as a living person. Right. So like you said, as Satan can transform himself in an angel of light, so can his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of light. So in other words, they can make themselves be an angel or a dead person or whatever, but you're not speaking to the person, you're speaking to demons. So just to clarify that, and there must be a mediator. And if you and I want to talk to, let's say you lost a loved one in heaven, they can't hear you. They can't hear you. They can hear God. Mm. But you can have uh, mediation with God yourself. Mm. And you can talk to God yourself through going through Jesus Christ. He's mm. the mediator between you and me and God. So mm. did you have something, Sean, on that? No, I just think that uh, obviously when you go bring up psychics and, mm-hmm. and spiritists and stuff like that, there's a reason why it was forbidden mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Yeah. It's mentioned in the New Testament why it has demonic roots to it, yeah. demonology, confusion, transforming itself into an angel of light. And why our culture is so open to it is because um, there's a normalizing of all of these things mm-hmm. oh, yeah. on the, the lens of spiritualism. Spir- spiritualism. You know, we see it in the New Age movement. That's the big one. And when you say New Age, maybe you, you discount it, but you don't re- recognize how it impacts so many things in culture. It infiltrates, you, yeah. you see it in, um, I've seen a lot of friends and people that influence it, and basically it's a smorgasbord of faith. There's a little bit of Hinduism, there's a little yeah, bit of yeah, Buddhism, a little bit true. of Christianity, mm-hmm. yep. uh, a little bit of the Roman Catholic kind of ritual stuff, mm-hmm. all kind of mixed into one, yeah. so it makes them feel he's a spiritual person, mm-hmm. or she's a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And so again... They'll be like, well, I, I want to do that because that's karma, or I want to do that because it's this. It's like all mixed in together as one. And as, as Scott was saying, all of these things are linked to the doctrine of demons, or mm-hmm. he brings up familiar spirits. Mm-hmm. You brought it up multiple times about the book of Timothy, mm-hmm. right? And so Paul's exhorting Timothy to stand for truth, mm-hmm. to know doctrine, to be a man that's thoroughly equipped with the word of God, because he says, because in the last days, people are going to fall away. Mm -hmm. People are going to be caught up with these things. They're going to have itchy ears. They're going to be hearing of good feel-good messages that are going to make them feel real fuzzy. But it's it's deceiving spirits. And what it does is it brings them into bondage again. But he says, but you know the truth. You've been brought up in good teaching. You've been Mm -hmm. brought up in good doctrine. And this is the only way to stand against this pull of the world. It is the only way. It is. Mm -hmm. It is the only Only way. way. Well... We have uh, we have like four minutes left, and you know I got these other questions, but I don't think we're going to be able to get to all these right now. But you know I am going to say this that you know since we're talking about this darkness, um, I can't pronounce that clothing brand. I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. The the one that has been all over the news. Um, uh, uh, blood, uh, you what? said it earlier. I don't understand. I forgot. Balenciaga. Balenciaga. I said Balen- it finally. Yeah, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Um, you know when you when you what's interesting about this this brand just from what I've been reading in the news, um, you know they had all this like 
pedophilia um, mm. kids with like wine and, and like bondage gear, S and M gear, and the whole thing, and just it kind of dark stuff. But then when they started like peeling back the onion of it, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know before, but even like the the main art director on her social media, she's so like like satanic, you know. I've done like stuff. I've done some research on this Church of Satan and Satanism, and she has some pretty dark, like satanic, like bloody baby. She's holding. She's holding like a has a, like a bloody baby holding a skull up, you know, mm. and like she has like full on like pentagrams and baphomet. Like she's like during the Satanism, yeah, you know. Like there's no there's no questions. And then in their ad campaigns, they have like these these like books like hidden, you know. Like if you zoom in on them, they're like Satan books and different things. So mm. yeah, real dark stuff, but. You know, this is another brand that is huge. All the celebrities are wearing it. It's a huge, huge brand, and it has this major influence. And the owner that owns this brand also owns Gucci as well. And I started thinking about this. I'm like, wow, because you know Satan, he's like, you know, when you look at him as who he was in the Bible, he was the shiny object made of gold and silver. Like he was like, it was he was like this like royalty looking like rich. You know, yeah, very expensive, very beautiful, yeah. you know, gold and silver and all this stuff. And when you start thinking about these brands like Gucci, and these, I mean, Balenciaga is more like dark when you look at it, the mm-hmm. way it's, 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 it's like a niche thing. A yeah, niche it's, a, it's, a, it's a niche dark thing. But then when you look at Gucci and these brands, like it's very like mainstream, expensive, bougie. Yeah. Yeah. Very bougie and that vibe. And I, I, it's, it's, it's just interesting to see the, the ties between the two. But um, what's going on in the world in, in closing is that Satan is out. In the high fashion, um, he's in the. I mean, you know, there was a time I don't know if you remember, like eight years ago, but everyone was wearing pentagrams. Mm. Do you remember it came so became so trendy? Yeah, everyone was wearing pentagrams. It was like trendy to wear a pentagram. Um, even I think even the Kardashians were wearing a, <laughs> like a Slayer shirt at one point. Like yeah. they don't even listen to Slayer. But um, my point is like it's all this darkness has become normalized. Like mm-hmm. you were saying through movies, mm-hmm. you know, through through New Age. Through psychics, through wearing pentagrams, through social media, through the programming, through My Little Pony and all this stuff. Satan is on the prowl and we have to take a step back and we need to like simplify our lives. We need to reorganize and we need to make sure our kids are not watching crazy stuff. And we're not watching crazy stuff because deception comes slow and drifting comes slow. You start drifting away. You don't even realize how far you've drifted. Mm-hmm. One day you look back and go, whoa, how did I get over here? It's because these subtles programming from social media and the enemy will get your mind and slowly take you away. And it's one little compromise at a time. Next thing you know, you're, you're basically a goner. Yeah. Yep. So I want to encourage you guys with that. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Sean, you want to wrap it up? Uh, just a couple things. The Whosoever's, we encourage you um, to go to whosoever's.com if you want to book the Whosoever's at your high school or all the uh, various events. Um, also, this what we would encourage you to do is be a part of our monthly giving program. What does that do? It, incre- it allows us to be able to go to the high schools, to go to multiple events. We said it earlier, high schools themselves, they can't fund themselves. Um, you have a heart uh, for the gospel being reached to this generation. This is a great way. When you're a monthly donor, you're going to be able to invest into the whosoever's that are going to be the, bring the gospel to the next generation. We want you to be a part of that, that monthly giving program. Also, you can book Ryan. Go to ryanreese.com as well. We love you guys. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you guys next week. We love you. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.